Like, hello, dudes! <laughs> Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for lovers of the boob tube and the silver screen, bruh. I'm like totally your lady host, Sonia's Danger, and I'm here with my absolute best of homies, Sean Dimebag Denim, and the ganj man himself, Jeremy Legui. So, dudes. Wow. Thanks for having <laughs> us, you, you stoner little lady. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I I can't do that the whole show, but I had but to. That, like, but that was very impressive, Thank the way you. that you were just in there. Yeah. Terrifying, but impressive. A lifelong character study of people around me who have <laughs> <laughs> a very taken down in. a certain path. Yes. <laughs> well, as you may have guessed by that delivery and the ensuing madness, uh, we this week are talking about films a person might enjoy after partaking in the kind herb, if you will, the devil's <laughs> lettuce, jazz cigarettes, wacky tobacky. Um, yes. All of this, of course, is in honor of a certain special day that comes towards the end of April and isn't one of the major religious holidays that just happened. So mm-hmm. I'll let everyone come to their own conclusions about what day that might be. It could be this very day right now. Talking about Mother's Day. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. Is that coming? <laughs> some, at some point. I can't remember. Okay. Let me give it a quick Google here. Yeah, everybody... Let's find out now. Um, we are we are talking about those films that you might enjoy in an altered state. Um, so, gentlemen, I'd like to know what uh, what kinds of things would you say are the best to watch when in said altered state? In your opinion, in said state, for me personally, I love something that is like it's a comfort watch for me. It's not like mm-hmm. I feel like the quintessential. Uh, like stereotype of a stoner movie is like it's crazy to look at like there's bright colors and it's like I'm like you know a wild CGI or whatever but that is very upsetting and that's not what I want I want to know the things that are going to be that are happening every moment and I want it to be just like very predictable and comfortable and that's why cartoons really fit the bill for me but I feel also that, like, John. but also like, yeah, Disney Plus has really stepped up to the plate, obviously, throughout this <laughs> pandemic. As and is their business model. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this is part of just, their business model, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Mickey just embraces me with his white gloves and cradles me like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's gonna be a fun you. trip, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, that's interesting, Sean, because I, uh, as, as a, uh, as a bit more of an outside perspective, uh, I always, uh, I always think that it's like anything with David Attenborough, mm-hmm. and mm. like, like y- you know, anything that like highlights the world in a new way, and I do think there is some comfort there and some like. Uh, I like what's the word that they always use in all those movies? You know, expanding your mind, right? <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> like, but uh, I do think like a lot of the you know the nature shows and the planet Earths and the you know with like very high quality visuals that mm-hmm. are very crafted and cool and interesting. Where it's like, okay, you've seen a butterfly 
and you've seen maybe a picture of a butterfly in the rainforest. But have, but have you seen, you seen a it? butterfly's mouth open? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that's going to trip you up. <laughs> and it will. But, uh, yeah, you know, and I think the ultimate is, like, what, learning about, like, tardigrades or something mm. while, uh, while uh, under the influence. Because that could be terrifying. Yeah. That could yeah. go either way. I right? was going to say, but, that's, uh, it's like a delicate needle to thread, I think, on that one. Because you mm-hmm. don't want to go... I think too deep into knowledge that will overburden your somewhat altered mind (laughs) that will be like too heavy or too intense. And I would say for me, yeah, the idea of a tardigrade, maybe too much a bit. Or like just getting into the ocean, like that is going to actually disturb you. Yeah. Yeah. If you get down there too deep, like it's the coral reef. Everybody's excited. It's colorful. You're trying not to think about how there are almost none left. Um, and maybe that's successful, but then they go into the deep, deep ocean and then that And could, it's a I literal think, horror show far. down there. <laughs> yeah, like truly, <laughs> we shouldn't be down there. They're trying to warn us with their little blinky lights. With their lights, we their, their weird fangs, their jelly yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also I... like, if I see a cheetah attack, like, mm. a, like you know, a bounding antelope, I will feel very, like, sad. <laughs> I will be quite affected, so... You know. but, but I've had many a friend who have been excited about a new season of, you know, Small World or whatever thing yeah. has come out. And they're like, that's what I'm going to do. Like that. This is this is the goal. This is the way to watch this. And this is how we figure out what time space is. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's let's do it. And I Get some physicists the- and edible and have them watch Small yeah. Worlds. And I personally fight for their freedoms, and I want them to be able to do anything they want. But we mm-hmm. have to be different people in this regards. <laughs> that's that's also true. We can't I think come Cosmos together. would fall. Cosmos would probably fall into this category as well. Both mm-hmm. Neil deGrasse and Carl. Um, but uh, that also might take you somewhere you don't want to go on yeah. this spaceship Earth. In yeah. my so. experience, I feel like it mostly. Takes you to that place of like, oh, I'm so tiny and insignificant that it's everything's fine because it's so small. But, you Ooh. know, that can go too far where you're like, uh-oh, I've lost myself in the infinite. Where the even universe. am I? What am I? Yes. You're like Ant-Man falling through the, what are the I can't remember what they, they call it. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's world or whatever. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> the Pfeifferverse. The place where Michelle Pfeiffer, the Pfeiffer 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 thrives. <laughs> Oh, no, we fall into the Pfeifferverse. Um, <laughs> for me, though, no one has said this yet, things that are really silly and make me giggle a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like especially a certain kind of quote-unquote lowbrow humor, and mm-hmm. that's, I mean, mm-hmm. a given. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't just acknowledge that that's a key part of the stoner canon. <laughs> that's, and, of course, things about getting stoned. Uh, well right also yeah like but there there is a you know pineapple express uh i don't know the list is endless that i can't think of but there's one thing i thought of but um (laughs) Uh there are like a lot of things where people like to see what they're doing Mm -hmm. representation uh, matters to them that's true (laughs) that's true and seth rogan i think has played a pivotal role in that yeah i think so maybe it's just tips and tricks yeah Tips. Maybe I mean, it's just tips a thing you didn't know. 
What yeah. I, I'm certain that teenagers have watched that specific scene in Pineapple Express where they have the like giant cross joint. I'm certain teenagers <laughs> somewhere have tried oh. to recreate that. Um, I just had friends that went to a an Easter party. Uh, we had to dress up as a religious symbol for the party. Don't ask. And someone did make one of those cross joints. Incredible. Wow. Were very, they successful? Very skilled, yes. I, yeah, that is imp- impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Maybe, maybe we're on the verge of like a jointist uh, emerging as a career option. Um, I mean, a, your... a butt tender. It's a, it exists. Or at least, at least a reality show. Uh, oh my god! Oh, don't the fact even, that, don't that even start. Netflix already has that in the works, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh. So okay, so what I'm interested in now is what are some of your specific favorites, or for Jeremy, ones that would be favorites if this was something you did. Oh, thank you. Um, I I have to um, give a nod uh, to a gentleman by the name of Will Farrell here, uh, as I have been reassured by countless individuals uh, that his collected works uh, do sort of take you where you want to go. He does a lot for regard. the culture. Yeah. That's <laughs> yes, true. He's a prophet. I would, I would like to highlight two specific examples uh, that, well, one is probably my favorite Will Ferrell movie, and the other my child has watched relentlessly on a loop that I really think would, would really take someone somewhere special. And she's a big um, stoner, right? Huge! Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, have you guys? Do you have you heard of uh, Megamind? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Will Ferrell plays a blue supervillain to Brad Pitt's sort of uh, um, Superman, and uh, uh, he kind of takes him out and then doesn't know what to do with himself. So he makes a new superhero played by Jonah Hill. Tina Fey also uh, plays the leading lady, mm. and it is crazy. <laughs> it is actually very funny, and the animation in it is really great because it's, of course, like a 3D rendered uh, right. DreamWorks situation. Uh, but it's just really fun and really funny, and a lot of the stuff they explore is maybe a bit ahead of its time in terms of like all these Marvel movies coming out. So a lot of the jokes are really like on point and hilarious, but. The movie I want to mention is what I think is probably Will, Fer- Will Ferrell's greatest work, Land of the Lost. Okay. Which a lot of people thought was a children's movie, and it is not. I don't even but know this movie, what this is. Oh my god, this movie absolutely killed me every single time. I still watch it all of the time. Um, but uh, Will Ferrell plays Dr. Rick Marshall. And uh, Anna Friel, is that a, I don't know if it's, uh, she plays uh, Holly, and Danny McBride plays Will. Uh, Jorma Tacombe plays Chachka, Chachka, Chaka, Chaka, Chaka. Um, anyway, it's of course based off the old Land of the Lost show, which was just crazy to begin with. But clearly, whoever made these uh, this movie loves this show, and they sort of like did it as a Will Ferrell comedy sort of thing, and uh, it's nuts and. A lot of people didn't watch it, and it got extremely bad reviews because everyone thought it was a kid's movie and then was mad when it wasn't. And it Uh. is so funny. And if, like, I think if people don't like Will Ferrell, they should watch this movie because I don't know if it gets any better than this. So if you don't like it, that's okay. 
because you've watched peak will and you can move along. But uh, it absolutely destroys me every single time. That Jer- is very interesting. Am I high or have you talked about that on the show before? Probably, yeah. Both. I've <laughs> talked about that on the show before. <laughs> yeah, no, I've definitely mentioned it. But okay. uh, I will highlight it for this episode because <laughs> whew, if you like ever wanted to pun. see... There you go. Uh, if, you, if you ever want to see Matt Lauer get mad at a fake scientist and f- fight him on the air and then have the whole movie just be about getting mad at Matt Lauer, this is the movie for you. I well, didn't it, know I isn't did. Matt Lauer, isn't he a sex criminal? Yeah, no, he is. Yeah. No, this was this Sounds was before great, we but Pre-sex anyway, yeah. pest vibes. Yeah, but it's still... Uh, it's it's still gonna work for you, I promise. Cool. I promise. Sean, what about you? Um. Well, Jeremy and I actually uh, hosted the beginning of a show that I or a big oh. beginning of a movie uh, this week when we introduced Clue to a not packed house of people at the RPL, but I'd say <laughs> for this era of our of the pandemic, not a bad mm-hmm. crowd. An appropriately filled. Yeah. I loved our crowd. Everyone seemed super into it. That was, yeah. It was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, we talked about Clue for 20 minutes and then we watched it. And I just, I love the movie. We've talked about it on this podcast before. We talk about it off the podcast. We are now. We're, the, we're obsessed. We are about now the most highly regarded Clue historians in the city. <laughs> and. And I honestly just can't get enough. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is comfort. And that is mm-hmm. like, yeah. I know the beats. I know what's happening. I love a sort of enclosed Agatha Christie vibe. I will mm-hmm. talk about another one later. But it is very like a dark stormy night. We're inside. That kind of thing. I love it. And then just infinity jokes. And then mm-hmm. infinity and, jokes. And not to mention like, between the jokes there's jokes yeah and when when you think you've paid attention to all the jokes you watch christopher lloyd this time and he does something that's a little bit funny and it just never ends you can just keep watching it yes so true deeply true um i on the comfort vibe but then also like really good movies that are also comfort movies vibes so sticking with the clue vibe um a bunch of the Studio Ghibli movies, I would say, are on this list for me. Oh, yeah. Specifically, yeah. Uh, Our Neighbor Totoro. My Neighbor Totoro? Oh. The yeah, original Squishmallow. Totoro. The, yeah. yeah, the original to- Squishmallow. Um, and Spirited Away, I would say, are both up there. And honestly, Kiki's Delivery Service as well. All, all fit this vibe of, like, whimsy mixed with just the tiniest tinge of melancholy mixed with, like... Mm-hmm stunning visuals and adventure and just like i don't know i feel like it really has it all now again i would say spirited away especially there are moments that could if you're a beginner (laughs) they could push you (laughs) they could push you to a place you're not prepared to go in your mind but i think if you it's a good it's a good experience to watch that and just really let it go and and just not try and ask what the movie's trying to do right now and i think that's so true (laughs) Don't ask questions, just come along for the journey, which is sort of also 
meta because that's sort of what the movie's about. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's kind of what that's life also is about. how you're supposed to enjoy. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh my god, <laughs> absolutely. Um, any others that you guys want to recommend? Um, uh, yeah, you go, Sean. You go. You go. Okay. You go. Um, I, I. I Again, I uh, well, I reached out to some people. Let's put it that way. So <laughs> you ran focus I, I, groups. I, I I agree with my select. I agree with the ones that people recommended, even though maybe they weren't the strongest recommendations from the collective group. Okay. But um, I I have to think that Who Framed Roger Rabbit uh, would just absolutely fit in this category. I think you have to have seen it before. Yeah, because there's to, upsetting scenes. Oh my yeah. god. That sneaker. <laughs> when you see what happens oh to that poor god. sneaker, that is dark. It's true. It's and it's heartbreaking, right? It is. But uh I do think like again, sort of sticking with my definition of what this is in terms of like viewing your existence in a different way or mm-hmm. in a deeper way, this is sort of a, a good and very literal approach to that. And uh, I, it kills me every time I think about Who Framed Roger Rabbit, because like, is Bob Hoskins too good of an actor to have done that? No, because he did it. But like, it's it's all just so well done in a time before anyone knew what they were doing in regards to all that special effects and stuff, and it's just great. Like, it's just a f- fun, awesome movie, and I still want to know what the the uh the villain well spoiler alert uh the, the evil Lee, toon villain mean, looked like but that's not his face sean that's not his face that was a mask yeah well right no, I, I don't want to see the face um, <laughs> i want to see the face and if you don't want to see a sneaker fight for its life tooth and nail it's you could definitely skip <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, that is such a good suggestion, but <laughs> I'm just like thinking about it now. What a like, it's such, I watched it when I was a kid and it really threw me off kilter for days. To not, to, to open with a cartoon and then to have the baby be an adult and mm-hmm. then to have uh, Christopher Lloyd be so creepy like you never knew where you were, yeah. where you were going with this with this film. I know a very yeah. sexual Jessica. There, yeah, so, like so so much going on, all those extremes, and then like a pretty decent uh, mystery that's ultimately about consumerism. Like it's all there. Like every part of the thing that you want is there. Uh, it's just, are you ready to experience it in its true form? Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. And um, that's a, a good question to ask oneself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is something that I think people have will bring up, but uh, we have to talk about 2019's uh, CGI fantasy film, Cats. Oh, we must. I was, I was we hoping must. we could avoid it. No, we, can't, we have to at least talk about it because it deserves its rightful place here. Um, I, I don't think too many people walked in that door without the helpful hand (laughs) of a cannabis product because (laughs) Mary Jane herself, Mary Jane herself, because how are you going to get through? How are you even going to wrap your head around 
Idris Elba's svelte cat body, you know? And weird or, eyes. Or Rebel Wilson unzipping her own skin to reveal a costume. Like, that's <clears throat> tough to go. For. That's tough to see. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be raw dogging reality when witnessing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, anyway, so yeah, the way I saw it was, of course, uh, with this the helpful blanket of uh, of cannabis to to keep it going. Um, but yeah, I just cannot stress how fun it is, but also disturbing and unsettling it was. And I'm sure that you can read much better takes about this, but. Yeah. It really pops to my there, head. There's not a lot of criticism out there about it, so you might no, have to dig you a search, little bit. If you search deep, maybe you can find something. Maybe, <laughs> perhaps. But that's that special that special fur technology. Like you don't want to cloud your <laughs> yes. judgment when to witness that for the. I still haven't watched Cats, and I don't think I ever will. Jeremy, and you guys have told me. Oh my god, we should do an episode that's just you two explaining cats to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well high. long enough. Yeah. But um it sounds terrible, you guys. Like not like Sorry, okay, let me put it this way. I'm not interested in seeing the play. I would probably go, but from what you guys have told me, like I don't I don't want to see that. And then to have made it like this motion picture event just sounds terrifying. Yeah, but and it is. you can really enjoy marveling at the constantly changing scale of things. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're I, that might be what you focus on, as I did for much of that film. Um, well, there you go. Another one that I would potentially recommend or that I really enjoyed watching Under the Influence was uh, Boots Riley's Sorry to Bother You. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I feel that ticks a lot of boxes because there's like some very weird twisted humor. It definitely subverts every expectation. Like you have no idea what's coming from any moment to the next. So Sean, perhaps not a pick for you. Um, mm-hmm. It's like visually stunning and stimulating and wild. Um, and it's just like really, really good. And also like Wonder. funny. And funny, exactly. Yeah. And, well, once again, that will take you further than you maybe need to go yeah. in terms of the hum- you know, the human experience and metaphors for things that are really bad. But uh, I can definitely see, like, you know, you jumping on, what's the name of the thing from NeverEnding Story? And riding through that movie. Falcor? Uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, just because it is like a... It's like you're circling the drain, and then when you get in the drain, you can't believe that that's how you, that's where you are. <laughs> that's what happened. But well, yeah, that's I mean, how I would also feel if I was in a drain. Exactly. There you go. And if you're looking to have your eyes open to the ways systems work, mm-hmm. you would not be the first person to have cannabis be your 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 gateway into thinking about some of these things. So absolutely, there's one to kick you up. Um, any Ooh. others to mention? Just in the last couple minutes here. Uh, before we break, I'm just going to say the word Tron before, uh, which was uh, almost unanimous, unanimously agreed upon by my focus group. I'm just going to call them a focus group. That's a great name for what they yeah. were. Yeah. I, uh, I will be taking that recommendation from your focus group, I think. Because <laughs> uh, you said that and my brain was like, that is brilliant. <laughs> I feel like that kind of fits into the same category as one time I house sat for a friend's aunt 
and uh, she had a 3D TV and the movie Avatar. And so, obviously, I did that. Mm. What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I had no choice <laughs> but to get stoned and watch Avatar on the 3D TV in the basement. And I feel it's kind of the same thing where you're just like, that took me on a visual ride. Did you go to Pandora? I sure did. Did you go? It was a long, long journey. Did, did you plug in? I plugged right in. I plugged my little eyeballs right into the TV. Uh, and with that, <laughs> we are going to take a break and hear a word from some of our sponsors. Uh, we will be right back with more spoiler alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We are going to get back to talking about stoner movies in just a minute. But first, um, <laughs> do you guys know what time it is? Um, I've lost track of time for sure. It's game time, people. What? Boom, 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 boom. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I was going to try was... and do like a slow, chilled out version, and it, it really got away from me fast. <laughs> and I, I, panicked. The... <laughs> I think it worked. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know, for those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend, I think, five seconds this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we have a great time. Sean and Sonya, you guys ready to play the game? I'm ready. Mm -hmm. This week's title is A Scanner Darkly. That title again, A Scanner Darkly. A Scanner Darkly. Grammatic, correct, mm -hmm. or no? Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah. I think it, is it, I feel like it might be part of a quote or something. Yeah, it oh. feels piecemeal. Really? Okay. But Eyebrows I don't know what I don't know what from. <laughs> Eyebrows are shooting up. Okay. They're shooting up. What's well, this what's this movie about, you guys? I couldn't sorry, I, I thought go first. you were going. I thought you were going. <laughs> oh no, 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 sorry. Uh so I believe it is about a haunted um paper scanner in a library. That when somebody decides to scan a book and they're like, oh, uh, this encyclopedia, blah, 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 they go to scan it. It changes the the words. And so when you read it back, read the scanner back, it's a much darker content than it was when it came from the book. Um, and maybe it causes those things to come true. I'm not exactly sure. This is, to me, the plot of a Goosebumps novel. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud, but uh, and so R.L. Stein, if you're listening, uh, you have my full permission to, to use this. You just have to fill in the blanks, as there's a lot. Okay, Sean, we were clearly thinking in very similar directions because also mm -hmm. this this also sounds like a Goosebumps book to me. Um, so I also was thinking that it's about a haunted scanner. But what I was thinking is that um, when it scans images of people, it puts out like a ghostly being that's like, um, what is that called when like the darks and lights in an image are reversed? Oh, creepy. Uh, Post-rised, maybe? Or like, I don't know. I don't know, but solarized, you know, solarized, solarized. Yes, you know how yep. it makes images look really spooky and distorted. Um, mm -hmm. 
it basically does that to people's images and creates these like beings, these like Ooh. evil, you know, ah. dark, dark twin Polarized. beings. Dark yes. twins. Dark twins. So, and then they, you know, wreak havoc on the town. Ugh, that's scary, very scary. Stuff. Scary stuff. Wow, there we go. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you both for those great ideas. Way off. Just in <laughs> huge, no way, shape, or form correct. That's, that's totally fine. But your eyebrows, um, your eyebrows shot up. Yeah. You guys were talking about so much stuff that was correct because it's based on a scanner darkly by Philip K. Uh, Dick. Dick. Uh, Dick. Dick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> and it you. is from... Uh, it is from a very specific quote in the the book and movie, and um, yeah, you guys were, were circling where you needed to go, and then you just took a left turn, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Scanner Darkly is a 2006 American adult animated psychological science fiction film written <laughs> directed by Richard Linklater. I mean, that um, tells you it all right there that it takes the boxes. There you go. There's it's everything you need to go. Uh, so it's direct or it's directed by Linklater. Uh, cast Keanu Reeves, Robert Downey Jr., oh. Woody Harrelson, Winona Ryder. Um, it is uh, about um, Keanu's character, who is uh, Bob, Bob Archer, uh, and he is uh, a weird sort of undercover cop, and um, they're trying to learn about who uh, is sort of producing this horrible drug called Substance D, which is taking <laughs> over uh, everything. And um, it's this really weird situation where uh, he uh, has to sort of be undercover with these people to try and, like, figure out what's happening. He's really bad at it, and he just sort of gets high with his friends who he's investigating, quote-unquote. He has to Um, huff D? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) That sounds Uh, so unfortunate. uh, We don't know what happens. um, When he goes to work, nobody can know who else is a cop. Right, like it's all secret and undercover, and it's the future. So they put on these suits, wherein while he's at work, parts of his body change to other people constantly. Mm. And so, because they knew that a bunch of weird stuff was going to happen, they animated the whole thing, and they actually shot a movie. They shot the whole thing in real life, and then they redrew every frame in vector art. And so, like you'll see, like shadows and stuff. Like everything's just constantly moving. It looks really weird. Um, and it took them like, it took forever. Like it was like 18 months of drawing. It's just these people in a room drawing every frame again and again. Um, and, uh, it's really cool and really crazy. And, uh, if, uh, you're interested, you should check it out and I'm not going to spoil it, but, uh, it's pretty good. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Spoiler alert. It's pretty good. Spoiler (laughs) alert. It's pretty good. Um, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank Thank you, Jerry. Even though you were kind of rude about our guesses. Mm. I, was, I always am. What are you talking about? That's part of, the, that's part of my deal here. I know. So. Your substance just I'd deal. Flip the script and <laughs> call it to do it. Um, okay, well, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking about movies to watch when you're high. Um, what did you guys watch this week in preparation for this discussion? Um, well, I watched a classic, as it were. I've never seen... 1968's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Wow. I haven't. I hadn't. And so I plop it on and I was so confused for a while. Even like (laughs) the very beginning. The very beginning, I literally thought my screen was frozen. And I was like, what is going on here? And I was like 
trying to like figure it out. And I'm like, no, it's actually just playing. It's just a black screen. <laughs> and I was like, but there's a pinprick of light in the middle. And I was like watching this pinprick and I was like, it's not moving. And then it was actually a sesame seed stuck to my computer screen. <laughs> and so it was like, <laughs> And it was like, it was a very confusing moment for me. <laughs> oh my God, John. <laughs> oh my. So basically God. the most thematically appropriate thing that could uh, yeah. possibly happen. Very. <laughs> oh, that um, killed me. Okay, sorry. If, Keep going. Okay. Oh no, so, hold on. I'm so sorry. We need to pause this show right now. If you had given me a million guesses, I never would have thought that that's what happened. Ever Listen, in my that life. Was, and that was before things even started getting rolling. That's before we even meet that. Before we even meet the gorillas. The bone yet, man. No, the bone was unthrown oh. at this point. <laughs> okay, please resume. Please resume. And then Holy we cow. see a bunch of very uh, humanoid <laughs> like monkeys. They discover the bone. They discover the plinth. Um, then the plinth. I love how you then, said that. I love how you said that. Like it would make sense if you hadn't seen the movie. Discover the plinth. Okay. It is a very obvious. It's a what obelisk. Obelisk is probably no. I love. I think plinth is accurate. You can roll with plinth. Yeah, I've never heard it described that way, but that's what I want to hear. That's from what it is. On. And then, fast forward. It's presumably two thousand one, which is <laughs> so much different than our two thousand one, where we were like watching Joe Dirt, and they're like riding <laughs> like. <laughs> anyway, it was like, and then. And then when Hal ghosts Dave outside, and then I kind of like really started to lose the plot after that, because then we start getting into spirally like colorful times, and right, and then the fetus, and so yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was it was a lot for me to take in, and I feel like, and I didn't even read any like think pieces or anything because I was like, well, I don't have time. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you guys seen this before? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, hearing it through, well, seeing it through your eyes, Sean, is something that maybe I should have been present for. Um, but uh, that is really fun. Um, I don't know, like, how do you guys feel about the, like, very dry science fiction movie followed by the kind of pretty good thriller movie followed by the experimental film? Mm. I was into it. I actually, there were some scenes that I was completely like mind blown. Like when Dave mm. is jogging, like in that sort of circular, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I was like, yeah. how did he do this? And I know yeah. you might have an answer, but, and you have spoken to me before about how all of the computer screens had to be used with pro- like projectors. Because yeah. it was 1968, and yeah, so the idea of using of how he figured out all these other things is like insane. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. I I mean, I had largely the same experience as you, Sean, minus the sesame seed. Um, yeah, <laughs> because I uh, took an edible and saw this at the IMAX, so that <laughs> did almost melt my brain a couple times. It's it's so big. It's so big, it's so big. That's what they don't and talk they're... about at the IMAX, is it's so big. <laughs> it 
<laughs> yeah, they never remind you about that part. Um, and there are some parts that are so loud and then some parts that are so, so quiet. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just is like a, a wild ride of a movie, but hot take, it's pretty good. <laughs> <gasps> pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, nice. Um, I, I would like to bring up a little movie I watched this week. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot oh, yeah. of a lot of similar themes. Uh, it's called Office Space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they both have space, and that you know. Anyway, all right, that was that was not a good joke. Um, I laughed. But, uh, of course, of course, this is the uh, w- what year is this? Nineteen ninety nine. God, is that for real? Jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, made by Mike Judge. Uh, it tells the story of Peter Gibbons, who. Um, uh, hates his life, and he works at Inatech, which is sort of a stand-in for every office in the world. And it was probably worse back then, because they were all just, like, scraping over stuff for the looming Y2K threat that was coming. Which, by the way, is coming again, because they screwed what? up again, which I think is funny. Yeah, there's a new one. Um, okay. There's some, like, Unix... Unix... Uh, Excuse me? I can't remember what the... Yeah, I can't remember what the date is, but in 32-bit operating systems, please, I'm, this is not correct, but I'm going to do my best to explain what I've read. Um, but, like, you know, like, binary numbers are ones and zeros, mm-hmm. and in a 32-bit uh, operating system, there are 32 ones and zeros that can be upped and downed, and at some point, something will screw up in, like, 2032, and so they have to re-update everything again to make sure that that mistake doesn't... It's the same mistake again. Hmm. Like, it's just the same one, except instead of using the two number for the date, they have to do something bigger, which I think is hilarious. And but, what um, do Unix have to do with this? <laughs> what, <laughs> they never hurt nobody. Yeah. <laughs> but also, do you think we have the option of just selecting a different option and just restarting the timeline? Because I think no, there's an argument not... to be made for that. Okay, well, you lobby for that. But Reset that's button. Definitely, definitely not how that's going to work. Uh, maybe it could. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Office Space is, of course, the story of a man who hates his life, so he gets um, uh, hypnotized for some hypnotherapy to try and relax and get through his his life. And, of course, as it always happens, the hypnotherapist dies during the session and Peter is now totally relaxed and moves through life without caring about other things that he doesn't need to care about. And um, hilarity ensues, and a man uh, loses his red stapler. Um, yeah. Have you guys seen this? Have you watched? Oh, yeah. I watched when I was a kid, yeah. Yeah. And um, it it just, like, it blows me away how this movie is now more than 20 years old. And still, like, as a person who works in an office, like, it's all so true. And I'm so happy I don't work in like a big office because I just work with like a few people. But I don't know how you, I don't know how anyone would do it. I think I an office know. space like that, like seeing that maybe has turned me off for life. Yeah. Really? Like a big bullpen like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that makes sense to me. And, you know, now with, with innovations like remote work, like what's going to, you know, what's going to happen to these spaces? But uh, it still just kills me how accurate the sort of like monotony that they capture is Mm -hmm. and you just feel it like you like it's just there um a great thing to watch yeah and And i think helpful helpful to be stoned for it because it's almost too real like it almost has that same thing as the office sometimes where you're like 
this is too much like actual terrible interpersonal relationships I have to maintain <laughs> at work. So I don't want to think about the reality of that quite too deeply. Oh man, I didn't, I don't think I, I've thought of that while watching The Office. Mm. Well, maybe congrats to your coworkers, I guess. Yeah, you're, mm. maybe you're like the, the Dwight then. <gasps> you're the Dwight. Like if you, I'm the if one you who, can't see. I'm the one who doesn't know. I did eat a beet for lunch today. <laughs> oh my God. Did How you cook you it? Bears and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, good, good on all fronts. Wow. wow. <laughs> what, what, what else did you watch this week, Sanj? Well, I watched some bangers this week, not to lie. Um, not to lie. Not to lie. People say. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, <laughs> one of them was 2010's Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Because oh, great choice. I, yeah, I don't know that I had seen this like since it came out. I don't know. But I, I hypothesized that it would be perfect for this episode because, again, it takes a lot of the boxes. It's got like kind of the visual, visually like very stimulating elements. It's silly. Um, <laughs> that's actually mostly it. <laughs> because... <laughs> What I but forgot the visuals movie, are wild. The visuals are really something. You know, the the video gamification of it all. Um, mm-hmm. The comic bookification of it all. Um, I did, however, forget how truly deeply insufferable Scott Pilgrim is as a character. Like, just quite mm, yeah. how bad he is. Um, and it does reflect this very 2010 ironic hipster point of view like it's kind of making fun of that but then also still operating in that tradition if you guys know what i mean yeah and like Mm -hmm. still being a misogynist and well yes yeah (laughs) yeah like he oh he as a character is just like terrible like a terrible misogynist and racist and homophobe and like the whole the whole thing with like his gay roommate wallace played by kieran culkin is like it's so annoying because it's so of that era in this way that you're like it's not progressive of you just to have this gay character and like call attention to it in this way and sort of like have him be this stereotype of a slut. Um, but they like totally thought it was. And it's annoying because Kieran Culkin gives like a really great performance in that role. He's so funny and I don't know, just like a breath of fresh air in the movie a bit. And then, but then he's still kind of like a punchline in a way. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I did enjoy it though. Um, Particularly one of the lines that killed me, um, one of, well, so the whole plot is that Scott Pilgrim has to defeat these seven evil exes um, if he can date this girl who has absolutely no reason for liking him but does because, of course, she does. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of them is played by Chris Evans, who plays this, like, hilariously over-the-top movie star role. And at one point when they're having their, like, video game-style fight, his like um body double steps in his like stunt double and they're like fighting and then chris evans delivers this line that's like it he's like talking about how much they resemble each other he's like sometimes i let him do the wide shots when i want to get go back and get blazed in my winnie that's the one that got me and just chris evans in that role he really did a good job of being like a silly I feel like he's maybe done that other times. I can't think of what they are, but just like silly, hyper-masculine Hollywood figure. I don't know. He, he's def- he's definitely like played with that when he's mm-hmm. had the chance and freedom. Like he did a and, uh, Not Another Teen movie. Yeah. Or, like he was that kind of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Totally. Not another teen movie, hey? Whipped cream. <laughs> Whipped cream, Jeremy. <laughs> and you know what? That one might be a good one. <laughs> might it not probably be, is a good be. one. <laughs> That's definitely the best way to watch that movie, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Um, what else did you guys watch this week? Um, I would I, I would like to uh, highlight a, a new one that may may not be considered for this uh, category, but uh, I I will submit my nominee, um, and that's Baby Driver. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which like has a lot of cool music, and we we sort of get video and music, but we don't usually get it in movies. So we get, you know, cars dancing and driving around and doing all this cool stuff. That's kind of what it's like, though, right? Like that, like that's that's how they put it together. The cars dance. So um, they do dance. Baby makes the car dance, Sean. And if you haven't seen it. Is this Koyana Scotsy? What are we doing? <laughs> Didn't uh, Edgar Wright also make that movie? Yeah. So both Edgar Wright movies. Honestly, any of his movies, probably. He likes cars. Maybe, yeah. He likes cars and choreography, I guess. But there Scott Pilgrim also like I feel like he he yep. has that like I don't know that showiness the like stylisticness I don't know what it is yeah I think he commits to like what he's doing and I don't know if enough things do that you know these mm. days but like like you're essentially hearing the whole soundtrack through the character's ears through his headphones and anytime they're moved the soundtrack go you know goes away um. But it is just like very cool concepts, sort of take crank to ten, mm-hmm. and you know, done with. Which, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I'd like to mention. Um, nice. I have a a new an entrance into the genre. So I watched this week "Death on the Nile," which is um, oh nice. A, Was it good? Uh, I actually had a great time. It has the yeah. like most canceled cast of any movie like ever. It's like <laughs> it's like that's fair. Ar- yeah, that's true. It's like Army Hammer. It's uh, Wonder Woman. I forget her name. It's Russell Gal Gadot. Russell, Br- Russell Brand. Um, and the oh, what's her name? I don't know. Just basically everybody that's in it. You're like, isn't there something up with her? And then you're like, oh yeah, there is. <laughs> He's like, oh, is that what an anti-vaxxer? Oh, is this one? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, cannibal? I don't know. Distracting. Uh, hates Palestine? Anyway, it is very. It is distracting, actually. And, um, and yeah, so it basically, it has Army and Gal. They're a new couple. They're on this uh, honeymoon with all these, a random assortment of friends. And then sh- she's like, I think someone's trying to kill me. And then uh, there's a few attempts on her. And then eventually someone is successful. And then the funny little man, Hercule Poirot. Is, Sean, spoilers. Is someone, he's on the, the boat for some reason. I'm not sure why. And he solves the mystery. And it's very classic, you know, like everybody had a little piece to do with something. And he exposes everybody for their crimes. It turns out to be the person that you thought it was from the first <laughs> sentence. Like... <laughs> And so it's not a huge the surprise, butler. but I had a very fun time with it. And obviously the, I... the line reading of enough champagne to fill the Nile, which is you know, <laughs> the line of the movie. We do love a line of the movie on this show, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I can see that. I can see like I feel like a mystery is a good pick. It gives your little busy brain something to do, you know. And just like a lot to look at, and honestly, yeah. like and because things like that, if you think about it for more than a second, you're like, well, they couldn't actually have done this. Like they were here, <laughs> yeah. blah blah blah. But yeah. you know, in the context, it works perfectly. Exactly. Um, just to round us off here before we end the episode. I watched an absolute classic, definitely not a new entry to the genre. This is this has been in the genre, and that is 2007's Hot Rod. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you too familiar with this film? Yes. I'm only familiar yeah, with the, the meat stick, not the film. <laughs> I mean, what, eating a hot Sean. rod while watching this movie would, I think, be a very, like, thematically complete experience. Yeah, um, because and maybe it, <laughs> maybe to cool your palate, you can have some cool beans. Yeah, cool <laughs> beans, indeed. Um, this is a Lonely Island movie. Uh, it does star Andy Samberg as a man-boy in a jumpsuit who uh, is going to attempt to jump 15 school buses with his moped in order to save, uh, get, to pay for his stepdad Frank's heart surgery so that he can kick, <laughs> kick his ass. <laughs> because he has this whole thing where he like needs to prove himself to frank as a man and he can only do that by besting him in combat but he can't do that if frank is so ill that he's about to die um it features the whole cast of characters bill hader jorma tacone isla fisher danny mcbride but also ian mcshane plays frank in this it's crazy hilarious casting and he just is like so mean to him the whole the whole movie and i don't know it's very funny, but it's just like extremely silly. A lot of a lot of lines that will get stuck in your head, especially if you're baked. Um, yeah, as you want to do. Exactly, as you want to do. And yeah, it just is very silly and funny. Um, but that is all the time we have for this week. I'd like to give a shout out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, to my co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, and to everyone at CJTR, and to you, our sweet, sweet listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at 3 p.m., and available as a podcast on CJTR's website and everywhere else you get your podcasts. My Electric is coming up next. Bye. Bye. See ya.